You are listening to a recording from saleschatshow.com. To stream or download a huge number of other informative recordings that will power your sales success, please visit www.saleschatshow.com. Really hope you enjoy this session. Thanks for listening. Right, guys, um, I have uh, uh, something I'd like to talk about, and I'm going to call this In Memory of Joe Knighty. Uh, my story starts... You're looking a bit confused, Graham. Who's Joe Knighty? Uh, Simon will remember who Joe Knighty is. Graham is pretending that he is young enough to not remember Joe Knighty. So... Joe Ninety music. No? Yeah, well, you might think that's Joe Ninety music, but the rest of us will say, "Don't call Simon Cowell just yet." Moving on, Phil. Yes, anyway, on, Phil. Um, I worked with the sales team many years ago, where one member of the sales team was known affectionately as Joe Ninety, and the reason for this is that whenever his boss said to him, "How are you getting on with X Y Z piece of business that's in the pipeline?" he would always say, "No problem, boss." Leave it with me. It's ninety percent likely to come off. And a few weeks later, he would say, "Hey, getting on with that piece of business we talked about a fortnight ago?" And he, he would say, "Yep, yep, yep. It's looking good, looking good. Ninety percent likely to come off." In reality, it never came off. But he was affectionately known by the sales manager and indeed the whole team as Joe Ninety through his extraordinary ability or inability to forecast the probability of something actually converting. So what I have for you today, gentlemen, is 20 what I would call probability factors that I think our listeners, our good salespeople, should consider and measure when they are trying to assess whether or not a piece of business is likely to convert. So please chip in as we go through uh, my list. So one of the things I'm going to suggest influences the probability is is the project clearly defined number two does it have a high level of importance for the customer i.e is there a compelling reason why the customer needs to go ahead with this proposal if there is a compelling reason then the probability would be higher is there a budget for it number four if not could they find the money and I think our listeners would agree that if they are pitching for a piece of business that is budgeted for, then the probability is higher than if the customer has got to go and find it. Do we have good relationships with all of the key decision makers? Do we have good relationships with all of the key decision influencers? Brackets who might be decision makers in years to come. Do we know how the decision-making process actually works? Do we know who talks to whom and in what order? Now, I don't know what your experience is of this, but I normally find that salespeople can tell me who the key decision-makers are, Mm -hmm. but they can't tell me how the decision-making process actually works works yeah who talks to whom and in what order is that your experience yeah and also what are the criteria for making the decision as well is often there's often area that's lacking and i think what they often miss you have mentioned them is the decision influencers decision influencers who if they say yes it doesn't mean you get the business it just means you go through to the next stage in the process yeah but if a decision influencer says no that usually means the sales dead in the water yeah particularly they've got clout gravitas within their organization yeah 
Uh, the next one is a fairly obvious one, maybe. Do we really understand the customer's needs and how well our solution matches those needs? If it does both of those things, then the probability would be higher than if it doesn't. Um, are we the only supplier that they are seriously considering? If we are up against four or five competitors, arguably, then the probability is lower than if we are the only yeah. people they are talking to. Um, are our allies within the account rooting for us? Have we got somebody around the boardroom table who is fighting our corner? Have we got somebody on the inside who's an advocate? Do we have proven expertise and experience of this type of work? If we've done this type of work before, then maybe the probability is higher than we're having to think on our feet because we've got no experience of this type of work. Is there a good culture fit between our two companies? Now, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I think the probability is higher if the companies are similar, if yeah. there is a cultural <clears throat> fit between the supplier and the customer. couple more. Um, company politics. Is that likely to interfere? Uh, I know from my own experience I've often had uh, the best proposal, but company politics can sometimes interfere with it and guess what chief executive's son works for a competitor of mine and that's the end of it yep. <clears throat> um, can we prove in our proposal a good return on the investment linked to that will this piece of business be profitable for us as well as for them uh, does this piece of business have a good strategic value for us is it worth all the time and the effort? So what I'm really suggesting here is that if we have a list of probability factors, uh, what we then do with our £50,000 proposal mm -hmm. is you measure the probability. And if, of course, the probability is only 50% likely to come off, then it's not a £50,000 piece of business at all. It is a £25,000 piece of business from a forecasting point of view. Yeah. Brackets, now go and do something else, find something else to put in the pipeline. Because if you put too many eggs in these unlikely baskets, then with two days to go before the end of the month or the end of the quarter, uh, there are going to be some nasty shocks. So that's my Joe 90 story. Yeah, and I think also, I think if, if people listening in, if you were to do... Those answer those questions that Phil's got more rigorously. You will be able to do what I think is one of the things that salespeople find the hardest to do, which is to qualify yourself out of opportunities that you're not going to win. So by by going through that process, you can work out is this and it, it picks up on one of Phil's last last questions. Is it worth your time pursuing a quarter of a million pound piece of business if your probability of winning it is extremely low? Yeah. So if you want to achieve a hundred percent strike rate. Just don't go for business that you're not going to win. That's meant to be a slightly tongue-in-cheek comment, but we as a profession and salespeople are not good at qualifying out. We do tend to pursue things with a lot of vigour and treat everything like a fantastic opportunity when in fact our chances of winning, if you use those sort of questions in the right way, <clears throat> are not as good as you think they are. So I think, I think for me it's also an action plan because if we come to the conclusion that a piece of business is 50% likely... Yeah. We should be saying to ourselves, well, what do I have to do as a professional salesperson to make it 99% likely? And sometimes that might mean wheeling the boss in, 
or wheeling a technical specialist in or getting a customer testimonial. Well, that's uh, where you can look at those individual factors and see where the weaknesses are and you can change the probability by uh, you can strengthening change the those areas. I, it reminds me, I had a friend who used to have this, he was a mathematician, had these uh, terribly complicated formula for working out the probability of any business and um, it, all of those factors uh, were probably in his formula somewhere. Uh, but he used to take his formula, and like a, like a mathematician, it was all in brackets. And then, then it was multiplied by HF. And I said to him, what's HF? Because I could understand things like, you know, uh, profit and cost and all those other things that were in his, his calculation. And he said, oh, that's hassle factor. Hassle uh, factor. Because if the, cli- if the client is going to give me hassle, <clears throat> yeah. that's going to reduce the probability that I want to do the business with them. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Interesting. How easy is it going to be yeah. to, to, to... Once to you've got the business, <clears throat> what's yeah. it going to be like carrying on with them? Yeah, and that's a very interesting point if you think of the customer service implications yeah. of that as well. We don't want mm. legions of service staff. So yeah, it might be a demotivated. 50, it might be a fifty thousand pound piece of business, but you then have to spend fifty thousand pounds on customer service, which means it wasn't yeah. worth doing in the first place. That's a very good point. And salespeople, the one thing that that we're all short of is time, and we only have so much time to invest. So you know what you can do is take Phil's questions and put them in some sort of a structure. Uh, format use an excel table something like that and then what you can do is you can put all your opportunities that you've currently identified in your pipeline and you can maybe do a red amber green or a one to five or a one to three rating on those and work out which are the ones you're most likely to win and then those are the ones that you need to prioritize Mm. and there may also obviously as we've said previously qualifying out be some opportunities at the bottom of that list that you should just walk away from Mm. i think for me there's a there's a conflict between the, the natural optimism that you would hope to see in a professional salesperson, yeah. but at the same time, um, the conflict is with, um, is there a sense of really being grounded? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we looking at it objectively? Yeah. Uh, and I guess the list for me is a, is a toolkit that just allows us to get real from time to time and over a cup of tea in a hotel reception area once or twice a month just to analyze the pieces of business in the pipeline yeah. objectively and then build an action plan uh, around it and I will always remember and thank uh, good old Joe 90 for that <laughs> and I will now restrain myself from ever ever singing the Joe 90 uh, theme tune ever again so the action point for Graham is to go and check it out I'll go onto YouTube and <laughs> see what YouTube. this Joe 90 thing is all about you, you youngster you yeah <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you very much. You have been listening to a recording from saleschatshow.com. To stream or download a huge number of other informative recordings that will power your sales success, please visit www.saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) 